Welcome to our listeners. Today's podcast is called The Dementia Sisterhood. This is actually a follow-up to the podcast that was released last year on women living with dementia. After we had the conversation with Clara Mercero and Brenda Hunam and uh, Myrna Norman, uh, Myrna had brought up this wonderful concept of the sisterhood. And so we had some conversation about what does this mean? And maybe this is a concept that we need to follow up with. And so we decided to start a group called the Dementia Sisterhood. So we had some conversations following this about what does this mean? And uh, maybe this is a concept that we need to follow up with. And so we decided to start an online group called the Dementia Sisterhood. Uh, and today we have the Dementia Sisterhood women coming together to talk about their experiences in this group. The Dementia Sisterhood is an online group that's held twice a month on Zoom. In Ontario time, it is on 6.30 on Thursday evenings. Uh, in BC, it's 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon. And we meet together for an hour and a half for conversation, for discussion, for sharing, for laughter, and just a lot of fun. This is just a wonderful experience to be together. So without further ado, let me introduce the members of the sisterhood before we talk about the group and about what it means to these women. First, we have Brenda Hunim. Brenda was diagnosed with dementia when she was 58, and she's been a strong advocate for the inclusion of people with dementia over the years. Many of you may know Brenda because of her work, and she's been on previous podcasts of ours as well. She's a mom and a grandmother and has been part of the sisterhood group since its inception, and she is part of the inspiration for this group. We have Myrna Norman. Advocacy has been key to Myrna's slow progression with dementia. Sharing, caring, and speaking out have taught her so much, and helping others has helped her more than words can say. Learning to value herself, to value all others, and being truthful about dementia has made her a better person. Many of you also know uh, Myrna. She's been on previous podcasts of ours as well, and she too was part of the inspiration for this group. Clara Mercero was diagnosed with dementia when she was 73. She lives in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and is active in a number of groups such as the Northwest Dementia Working Group, Dementia Cafe, and the VON Day program. She's a mom and a grandma, and a great grandma, and lives life with a positive attitude. Uh, you may also know Clara, who's been on previous podcasts of ours, and was also the inspiration for the Dementia Sisterhood. We also have Rose Ong, who is an active member of the Dementia Sisterhood. She's 64 and has had young onset vascular dementia for 14 years. She is a writer for Dementia Alliance International's blog and a co-host of DAI's peer-to-peer -peer support group called Canadian Social Support Chat, which meets every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Candy Porter, known as Candy or Candace when her mother felt frustrated, she is a recently retired social worker and has worked in a number of different areas. She's a strong, healthy woman with lots of energy and a very full, busy life. She has a blended family with three kids and five grandchildren who gather together regularly. In 2019, Candy got sick and was in a coma for a while. She was told that a portion of her brain was impacted and that she had early onset dementia. She was told about this group and joined. 
As a feminist that has been involved in many groups, this seemed like a good fit for her and Candy has been thankful for the group. The journey has been difficult, but Candy says she is going to get through it and appreciates all the gifts in her life. Deborah Kay from Hamilton, Ontario, lives with young onset Alzheimer's disease. She is a dementia advocate locally, nationally, and internationally. She has so many interests that she's lived without a television for 37 years. Debbie from BC was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2022. She enjoys aquafit walking and being with her friends, and she's also a mom and a grandma. Donna from BC was diagnosed almost 10 years ago and is still living well with dementia. She's married and has two sons, a daughter-in-law, and two grandchildren. She is also involved in a number of advocacy and research initiatives in BC. Thank you to the Dementia Sisterhood women for taking the time to be here to talk about their experiences with the Dementia Sisterhood group and to inspire all of us. So thank you to the Sisterhood women for taking the time to be here to be able to share your experiences about the Sisterhood. I was eager to find people like myself who had dementia and who were committing or were committed to talking about their experiences. I, it took me a long time to get my diagnosis and I felt pretty lost for a number of years, um, not really knowing that there was any kind of group out there that I could be involved in. When I discovered DAI and discovered, I don't know how I discovered you, Elaine, but <laughs> at some point uh, we must have been introduced by someone and uh, it just seemed like something that I'd like to get involved in. Brenda, can I ask you, you were part of the group since its inception. You were also part of the discussion prior to the group. You know, what made you think that this was a good idea and to join the group? I think this is a really important um, uh, venture of all of us coming together, the sisterhood. Uh, I have believed since um, I was diagnosed very quickly and very early on that there was nothing better than peer support. I think that was always at the top of my list as one of the most important things to have. And so the formation of a, of a sisterhood was just a fabulous idea to me. And, and, and I think I jumped at it pretty quickly because uh, uh, when we were sitting and talking, what should we do? Should we just open it up and just go for it? And, and that's what we've done. And, and it shifts and changes depending on how the group feels. And I think that's a fantastic way to have the, the progress carry on. Thanks, Brenda. Deb, you are probably our newest uh, member to the Sisterhood. You've been here a few times. Tell me, tell me what drew you here. In my advocacy work, I was working with a number of people and I met one of the women who belongs to the Sisterhood. And she thought that I would really enjoy the group. So I said, I'm up to it. And I had no idea what the sisterhood was or how it was, what the inception of it was. All I know is that I had had this person and held her in such high regard and respect that I knew if she thought that I would be a fit, that it was something that I needed to try. The first visit that I was here, I had no reservations. I thought, I'm going to go in with an open mind. I had such an amazing time. 
Here's a group of women who have similar thoughts and feelings about, you know, how they want to portray their, their disabilities. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is what we need to do. And, you know, we talked openly and Brenda talked about things being very fluid. If, if somebody needs to talk about something that's a little more serious, we're there. The support is incredible. I hope that this group will stay together for a very long time and just grow. And that's, that's why I stay. It's the laughter. It's the jokes. It's the how we deal with things. <laughs> We're quirky. And so my trust here is 100%. No reservations at all. Clara, I'm going to ask you, you were part of the original discussion as well with kind of starting this online group uh, of women. And uh, tell me why you decided to that this was a good idea and why you still come. Well, I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to the dementia because this way everybody can relax. You can talk to anybody in this room and they all understand. You don't have to pussyfoot around about what you're saying or anything. So it's building strength in ourselves. And that is one of the most important things you can do. I think this is the most wonderful thing. And, and I mean, you need this, whether like some days I think, well, what the hell, it doesn't matter anyways, you know, but you get days where you feel up or down and you always have this to lean to your sisterhood. So we have an interesting dynamic here because we have Debbie who's here as well, who is Clara's niece. Um, and Debbie actually lives across the country from Clara. Clara lives in Thunder Bay. Debbie lives uh, out in BC. But Debbie, maybe I can turn to you and ask like, you know, how did you get connected? Why is this group important for you? Why do you keep coming back? Okay, so first of all, the reason I came was my Aunt Clara and Uncle Bill, mostly Uncle Bill, he annoyed me. I, I didn't really want to join at first. I was still in the, I don't know, I could figure it out on my own stage. What it does for me, first of all, it rejuvenates me. It taught me how to cope. It also, like, I feel abnormally normal. And this group makes me feel that way. I had a real struggle with my family and a few close loved ones. When I was diagnosed, they didn't really accept it the way I did, because I was already prepared for it. And I, I guess I kind of knew. And I found that really, really hard. And when I joined the group, I was pretty sad. And uh, it wasn't long that the ladies in talking taught me to go to those people and talk about it and get it out in the open. And they weren't feeling any way, like, except maybe uh, didn't know what to say. That's one thing that it really uh, teaches me. It always makes me happy when I get off the phone. Donna, why don't I turn to you and ask, you know, what, what, what brought you here to this group of women, this dementia sisterhood? Well, uh, once I once I was diagnosed and found out how how daunting this whole thing was in terms of uh, going to support groups and things like that, I decided that uh, that I needed a little bit more than 
just once every once a month going to to um, sit down and, and talk to, to someone. So um, so that's when I started looking around to see what was available. And I was I was had a little bit of a head start because I was um, prior to my getting Alzheimer's, um, I was delivering courses through Center of Aging uh, out here in BC. And uh, one of the courses that I did do, a six-week course, was on dementia and uh, Alzheimer's disease. So I had, an, I had a feeling, I must have caught it from the textbooks I was using or something. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing that, that for me is to never lose my sense of humor because I have to sort of just look at the, you know, a, a good case scenario or the bright side of it, even though it's, you know, yep. it's the series that is, and that's that's pretty much my mantra anyway. And Candy, you you joined the group a, a little after the group started. So tell me what brought you here and, and uh, why did you think this group was important to join? Different story than the other two about having reluctance joining. I have been a social worker my whole career led groups forever. I've always been the facilitator. This is the first time I've ever been just a participant, not a facilitator. So I get this diagnosis and somebody, I don't know if it was the, the brain injury clinic or who suggested this and named the place. And I thought, okay, I've done groups my whole life. I'm a part of a women's group. We call ourselves the Sweethearts. We get together every year for Valentine's Day and we've done it for 25 years. Uh, I, you know, group is important to me. It's been the most helpful thing in my life and I've helped more people to groups in any other way and I thought oh that sounds like a perfect fit for me no reluctance jumped in with both feet and thought yeah this is for me and I feel I just thoroughly enjoy it my husband says I love it when you have that because you always get off the phone feeling so much better so Myrna you uh as I was saying earlier you and Clara and Brenda this is kind of the the result of our first podcast that we did together on women living with dementia and you were the one who used this phrase the sisterhood and I I couldn't help but I mean you were just so inspirational in that podcast I I just kept thinking and thinking and thinking about it and about this idea of of the sisterhood so I'm going to ask you, since this was kind of your your inspiration, you you were, you know, you and particularly with the language, but Brenda and Clara as well were the inspiration for this. So tell me where sisterhood comes from for you and, and why you decided to, to join the group and why you think this group is important. Well, to be honest, I think that a group of women chatting together I just knew that it wouldn't be a, a downer. I knew that female personalities would pull it up and help us laugh and get through all our circumstances. And boy, was I right. So Myrna, can I, can I ask you about the phrase, the sisterhood? Because we took that from you and we use that for the name of the group. What, what did, that, did that phrase mean to you? You're probably going to think that it was something really influential. In fact, it comes from the sisterhood of the traveling pants, the books and the movies, and they were fun and they were they were light. And it and it really means to me that it's a group of women who have bonded and really are interested and appreciative of, of each other's lives. 
So I'm, I'm going to follow up on uh, Myrna's comments about the importance of having space for women, um, you know, for women with dementia to be able to have a group like this. And, and maybe I'll uh, go back to Brenda, um, if I can, Brenda, you know, why do you think it's important for women to have a space to get together for women with dementia? I think it's really important, um, and, and Myrna definitely uh, touched on it, where we have a space that we can actually totally be ourselves. Like Myrna, I also agree that being able to be totally comfortable with a whole group is when you have the same mindset. And women have that mindset where they like yeah. to get together and have a good time and, and speak their their peace and and one of the things um, that I have really enjoyed with this coming together uh, as a bunch of women was I was diagnosed when I was 53 and I had been a, a advocate for all these years and I, I still do some but I don't do nearly as much as I used to and one of the things I liked about coming together in this group was also to be able to see how things were going now because I when you kind of step back and you're not in a community of people like this you kind of lose track of what's actually happening and mm -hmm. with us coming together twice a month for this sisterhood I've been able to hear what everybody is working on in their advocacy work and that's been a real really important for me when you've been a spokesperson and advocate for as long as I have, you kind of wonder if you're making any progress. And to see the younger people that are the newer people that have been diagnosed, no matter what their age and what they were doing, was reinforcement that all that time wasn't wasted. And it, had been, it is an indeed carrying on. And there's so many more people now advocating and speaking out than when I started. Rose, maybe I can uh, turn to you. What do you think is, um, and this is a little bit um, away from kind of the group of the sisterhood, but how important is it for women to be involved in this advocacy work? You know, you're, you're very involved in advocacy work. You know, what, what, do you, what do you see from your perspective? Well, from my perspective, I'd say that um, us getting together on a regular basis, it keeps our brain sharp. You know, and if we can stay engaged in conversation more and more, I think we're going to find people, um, you know, that are not going into that, um, the final stage of dementia quite as quickly as they had in the past. You know, just keeping people um, engaged in conversation is a big part of it. And another part of it is I've, I found some true friends here who care for one another and help each other out. And even though we sometimes live in another part of the country, I feel closer to the people that I've met here than I do to people I see and talk to almost every day. Wow, thanks for sharing that. No problem. Uh, Deb, I'm gonna turn to you and I know that you're kind of a newer uh, member of the group. So from your perspective, um, you know, you've also been involved in a lot of different advocacy work, but you know, why is it important for women to have a space like this group? What this group has done for me is help melt those misconceptions. Mm 
There's vibrant people, vibrant women in this group, every single one of them, that has so much life experience and will continue to have years and years of life experience, good quality of life, but we all know we have our down days and our, and our good days, but ultimately this is a sisterhood. And yes, like Rose, I am able to share every one of my thoughts and feelings with everybody on the screen. I can't do that with my family. I don't even do that with my family doctor, even though I'm trying real hard to do it. So he has a better understanding, but this is what it's all about for me. It's being able to share without any fear, without any judgment. Donna, maybe I'll turn to you from your perspective. You know, why is it important for women to have a space like this? Well, I think because we share so many things that it would be so just so uncomfortable not to have anything like this. We'd have to um, sort of group it ourselves and I think that's how a lot of these meetings do get started is that it's just a few people sitting together, you know, across a cup of coffee and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, and I just think that there's just, everybody has so many different ideas and um, some that you take and embrace and you have forever um, that, and um, others don't, but the fact that we can all be together in the same room um, and still have conversations about not only about dementia, but about everything, that it just makes life that much sweeter, as far as I'm concerned. Clara, I'm going to turn to you. Why do you think it's important for women to have a space to get together when they're dealing with dementia? Because each and every one of us has a different story to tell, how to handle it. And you can see how one is working with it. And you can say, oh, a lot. She's doing really good. So that means I got that too, you know. So if you work together. So for me, I wanted to get in here as fast as I could because I didn't, I don't have anybody around me like close in my area that has dementia. So like I didn't know anybody with it really in the space. So where do I go? Elaine. Um, so Debbie, this is a good segue to you. Um, is there is there anything that you want to share about why you think it's important for women to to have a space like this to get? Oh. Well, well, I think that women most of our life, not all women, but most women, um, nurture and care for other people. Yes, and uh, they go through life, and when when you go through something like this, there's a little bit of a shame or an embarrassment. I think it's really good to share with other women because women are different than men. And I think it's good to share with women how I feel as a person. And a lot of times somebody has, or they've gone through it and they have great ideas. And I just think women empower women and it's important. Candy, I'm I'm going to turn to you and ask you the same question, and then and then we're going to move on to um, probably the last question. But you know, you've done groups for women. You know, you've facilitated them. So I mean, you've seen um, the power of of uh, you know groups being able to get together. You've probably seen women empowering women in practice. But now, from your perspective as a participant, 
you know, what maybe has there been anything that's changed for you? And why do you think it's important to have this space for women to get together? I'm really aware that if I'm not willing to talk about something, it's shame based for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I don't really have anything to be ashamed of if I'm honest about it, but it's shame based. I think, oh, no, I should have this, whatever, you know, when I talk about it, I mean, I'm very aware of kind of letting go in that process and, you know, I'm not going to carry that shame around. This is happening, you know. Um, so our next question that we're moving to is, you know, why do you, if, what would you say to, to a woman who's thinking about joining this group or what kind of advice would you give to women who have been diagnosed with dementia? Donna, I'll turn to you. Well, I say, first off, that um, and, and invite that person to, to come to a group just to see what it's all about and um, to not be worried about it or um, hesitant, hesitant to come because they don't know anybody because that soon changes. <laughs> and um, that's where we're going to get all our informational information. And information is powerful. And it's so important that we have the right information. And you can read all the books you want, and you can go to, you know, your, you know, Aunt Hilda or whatever, but you know what's going to the Alzheimer's Society or some sort of support group that people there are going to have the information that's going to be accurate and up to date and correct. And um, they also give you a big hack a lot of times, so that doesn't hurt. Deb, what advice would you give to women who are thinking about joining this group or who have, have been diagnosed? Well, for me, I would say to them that try not to think too hard when you're first diagnosed, that you're going to be bombarded with all kinds of information and a lot of that information is outdated. So the best thing to do is to be in touch with somebody who is living with the disability, who can help you guide, uh, help you guide, be guided through the steps. And that Donna was right, that the information that you're going to get is invaluable um, from somebody who has the lived experience. And that because we do, I mean, we've all done the search, we've all reinvented our own wheel trying to find out you know what's happening to me you know where can I go for help um, but the biggest thing that anybody can give another person is a listening ear so that's what I would say just come on board trust us so that's what I would say is just you know take a deep breath mm -hmm. let yourself know that you can get through this mm -hmm. with the support amazing and that's wow. so true and i think today women are much luckier they were than my mother or my sisters but today the support that we have is amazing amazing i just wish my mom and my sisters could have been through this Thanks, Clara. Rose, I'm going to turn to you for a woman who is thinking about joining this group with a diagnosis of dementia. What, what would you say to them? Quite simply, I'd say do it. Just do it. You'll never know until you give something a try, whether it's going to help you or, or harm you or whether you're going to find people that are understanding and, and accepting of you as you are. So. I would just tell them to do it. Myrna, if there was a woman who was thinking about joining this group, what would you tell them? I would say very much what Rose said. Come and give it a, a chance. All of these women here are experts in so many different fields. And I have learned 
more than I thought was ever possible from each and every person sitting here. And the, the expertise has allowed me to do other things in my advocacy. People like Brenda and Debbie and Candy and Clara and, and Debbie and Rose and, and Donna, like you've all given me so much that to enable me to go on and do other advocating. So I'm really thankful to be part of this group. Uh, I would say to the woman, uh, just to try, try it once. Um, you don't have to talk. You can just listen. And, uh, and she might find that it's important to her. And the thing is, she will find out, you might find out that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I think thinking that you're all alone in the world is is the hardest part and she might learn to feel differently if she joins a group. It's okay to sit back and and listen. I mean, we you know, we gain so much from listening to others and and I don't think that there are, you know, huge amounts of expectations for you when you come to this group. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, we don't have a set agenda. We don't have set questions. We don't have set anything. It's just, you know, come and log on to Zoom and, you know, meet your friends and, you know, have a coffee while you're doing it and chat about what's going on in your life. I mean, that's really the essence of, of what this is. And it's amazing what comes out you know, throughout that. And, and I feel like for myself, the beauty is to actually not have an agenda. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. And we can take our hats off and just be ourselves. And we can't always do that with other situations in our lives, right? Whereas here you can come and say just about anything. And probably and we laugh it. and other That's people great. say to us, don't say that. Yes, but you don't. guys don't, you, you just laugh at me. I like it. And I wanted to say that too, because I've been part of so many peers to peer support groups or co-hosted them or hosted them, that one of the things that is really special to me with this group is that because we're all female, we can really truly let our guard down. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I feel really sorry for the men in our peer to peer support groups. They have to listen to a lot of estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they listen to menopause, they listen to all of these other things where you know, here we can be honest with absolutely everything and not feel ashamed or uncomfortable. So that's why I think this is really important. Uh, this group, the sisterhood and mm -hmm. other groups like it are really important. Brenda, you wanted to say something. Let me turn to you. But the one thing I like is sitting back and listening. I, I might not be um, fully into the conversation anymore. Some nights are better than others. And the one thing that I actually hate to miss is this. So no matter how tired I am, and I have missed a couple, but no matter how tired I am, I still like to come and, and listen because it, it, it is very uplifting. And that's what's great about it. Somebody can come in late because they, they, they've slept a little too long on their nap or we haven't had our supper yet and and we need that fuel before we come on i've i've got caught in that situation a couple of times and with having no schedule and no set agenda those are the things that you can do and you never feel guilty when you do that you come in and apologize because of course that's what we do but you never feel guilty about 
I only, when I, I do know. miss, I only wonder, gee, I, I wonder what they were talking about tonight, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, I have enjoyed it so much. Thank you, Brenda. That's, that's fantastic. I just want to let people know that they can live well with dementia. We can yes. laugh, we can enjoy ourselves, we can have yeah. strong bonds with others. So I just, I, I wanted to say thank you, not only for participating in this podcast, but for what you've given to me and how you've enriched my life. And I also want to invite any women with, a, with dementia who are listening to this podcast that this group is open and will post the information if you're interested in joining this group so that you can send me an email and we can get you uh, connected with all of these amazing women so that you know too that you're not alone and you can be a part of this group of women empowering women. So thank you again for sharing your stories and experiences. And I'm imagining once this podcast is published that our numbers are gonna grow like crazy. And mm -hmm. that'll be exciting. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks to all these strong women for sharing their experiences and reflections on what it means to be a woman living with dementia. Dementia impacts women in greater numbers and it behooves us to pay more attention to how it is experienced differently. Thanks to Elaine for hosting this episode. Elaine chairs our editorial board and is a member of the Center for Education and Research on Aging and Health at Lakehead University, who is our institutional sponsor. We would like to hear from you about this episode. Please write to Dementia Dialogue at lakeheadu.ca. We are also appreciative to the financial support of the Public Health Agency of Canada. Thank you for listening. My name is David Harvey.